Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast, my favorite edition of the pod. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley, and we are going to start with the big report from the National Association of Realtors looking at existing home sales for the month of April. And not surprisingly, we got rising rates, we got rising prices. Inventory levels are still low, so what do you think happened? Sales were down, that is the third month in a row. Clearly, we are now in trend territory. So month over month, total existing home sales fell 2.4% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.61 million. And year over year, that number is down 5.9%. So nothing crazy, not a huge drop, both monthly or year over year, but we are talking about the third month in a row, things are starting to slow down. And that is true with regards to the prices. We're gonna get to that in a second. But looking at, not inventory, but looking at home sales, it was actually a mixed month when you look at the different regions. So obviously, and I say this because anytime a report comes out about what's happening in housing and they break it down by region, the South is just destroying every other region. And that's the case with existing home sales. Even though existing home sales fell 4.6% from March to April, they're still looking at an annualized rate of 2.49 million, which gave them the lead by far. <laughs> like no one else is even close. In fact, the closest person was the Midwest, and they actually saw an increase month over month, 3.1%, but they were at an annualized rate of 1.31 million. So a little bit more than half of where the South is. And they were number two, uh, followed by the West, which was down 5.8% month over month, but was at 1.14 million and then a distant fourth. I mean, they are <laughs> they are back. That's the Northeast with only 670,000. That's the rate. They're at an annual rate of 670,000, which is crazy because once again, the South is at 2.4. So, I mean, that's about four, one-fourth of what we're seeing in the South, and they were actually up 1.5% month over month. So even though the South saw a little bit of a decline, just destroying every other region. And I keep bringing that up because a lot, you know, these numbers are obviously national. And as I mentioned yesterday, the famous phrase or saying from the former Speaker of the House back in the 80s, Tip O'Neill was all politics is local. And that is definitely true for real estate. It's one of the few things that transfers from politics, my former profession, to now my new profession. It's all about local. And it's important to know that as we enter this sort of new phase of housing as things slow, because sure, things are much slower in the Northeast than they are in the South. And it's important to make sure you understand that and not take these national numbers as gospel. 
depending on the region that you are in. So I mentioned home prices. They continued to climb in April with the median existing home price hitting $391,200. That is up 14.8% from April 2021. This is now the 122nd consecutive month of year-over-year increases. But remember, it's only up 14.8%. And if you look at the data that we get from Case Schiller, which of course is three-month lag, it's at around 20%. So we're seeing a slowing that is happening in housing. And which region has the top spot when it comes to home prices? No, it's not the South. (laughs) It is not. They're gaining. They are gaining, but it is not the South. The West continues to hold the top spot with a median existing home price of $523,000. That is a 4.3% increase year over year. The Northeast is number two at $412,100, up 8%. So still a decent increase year over year despite the you know dismal sales numbers. But the South, of course, takes the gold when it comes to price appreciation. So they're back. They're third at $352,100. But the year-over-year price increase, (laughs) 22.2%. That's a big number. I mean, it's crazy when you think about the national number. And so essentially, the South is 50% higher than the national average. That's or the national median, I should say. That's just that's nuts. Uh, and the Midwest is fourth, up eight point seven percent year over year at two hundred and eighty two thousand. And speaking of the South, that was the eighth consecutive month that they recorded the highest pace of price appreciation in the three regions. And based on the amount of their annualized rate, I should say. That's probably going to continue for a little while longer. And so I mentioned inventory as well. And we do have some good news, some good news on the inventory front as total housing inventory rose 10.8% to 1.03 million. So it's great that we're over a million. That is fantastic. However, we're still down 10% year over year, so we're doing good. We're moving in the right direction, but we're still not at the level that we need to be. We're not even a year ago. We need to be like three years ago level to get back to normal. We're not even there yet. We're, 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 we're just, we're not even a year ago. <laughs> so just keep that in context. So the unsold inventory sits at a 2.2 month supply at the current sales pace, which is up from 1.9 months in March, but is down from 2.3 months a year ago in April. And properties typically remained on market for about 17 days in April. That is equal to both the number of days in March of 2022. So last last month and April 2021. So kind of a mixed bag there, but the good news, inventory levels are increasing. That is great news. That is what you want to see. 
And one of the funny things, if you pay attention to some of the housing news and the housing reports that come out, or I should say the articles that are written, you'll hear about first-time homebuyers. For, you know, they're being priced out of the market. There's no more first-time homebuyers. Sure, first-time homebuyers tend to be buying smaller homes, tend to be buying less expensive homes. And so as prices rise, as rates rise, they're, they are gonna get priced out. But it's not the catastrophe that the media would lead you to believe is happening. So first-time home buyers made up 28% of all sales. So little less than one-third. That is down from the 30% that we saw in March and from the 31% that we saw a year ago. So yes, first-time home buyers are being priced out of the market. That is happening. But it's not like they've disappeared. <laughs> you would think, based on some of the articles that I read, that it's zero. <laughs> it's not even close to that. Sure, it's dropped, and that's unfortunate. But it's it's not zero. <laughs> okay, it's not even close. A few percentage points, but there are still a lot of first time home buyers out there who want to get in the market, and they are. And then one of the other arguments is, as rates rise, you're going to see more cash sales. That number is going to increase but not astronomically. And what we saw in April was that all cash sales actually fell. How weird is that? They fell with rising rates, 26% of all transactions. That was down from 28% March, but it was up from 25% in April of 21. So a lot of kind of interesting, not conflicting data, but a mixed bag. There's a lot of, interesting data in there. So you have first-time homebuyers falling, but all cash sales falling as well, which you would think that number would go up as people are looking at what's happening with mortgage rates. Now, Lawrence Young, the chief economist at the National Association of Realtors, said that the higher prices and higher rates have reduced buyer activity, and unfortunately, it's not over yet saying in a statement, quote, it looks like more declines are imminent in the upcoming months and will likely return to the pre-pandemic home sales activity after the remarkable surge over the past two years. And what's funny is that as, as we go back to normal, the press is going to act like the housing market's collapsing. You know, it's going to, you're going to see these reports that, oh my God, look at this 10, 20% drop. Oh my God, housing is about to implode and when you compare it to what was happening in 2018 2019 which by the way no one was predicting a crash and now that's a sign that a crash is happening so you got to look at the data that's very important and we mentioned rates going up interestingly enough we got our data from freddie mac for the week and rates were actually down this is probably the first time I can think of, at least in recent memory, at least this year, where we saw the Mortgage Bankers Association data, which remember is from last week, and Freddie Mac data, and they both show dropping rates. Usually it's like one or the other, like Freddie Mac drops, Mortgage Bankers Association's up. This is the first time I've ever seen it, a drop in both reports in the same week. So they got Freddie Mac, 30-year Five basis point drop to 5.25%. That, of course, is up from last year. Just like 225 basis points, <laughs> which is actually, I think it was 232 recently. So that's actually down somewhat. And then the 15-year was also down five basis points to 5.43%, 5 
which is up 219 basis points from a year ago. So once again, fascinating that we actually saw rates drop in not only the Freddie Mac report, but also the mortgage bankers report, and then kind of a mixed report from the National Association of Realtors looking at existing home sales. So the South is still killing it, but there's just sort of a mixed bag with what's happening with individual regions up, down, and prices are up, but inventory's also up, and it's just, it's, if you want to find a silver lining, you can find it. If you want to find pessimism, you can find it. That's, that, 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 that was my takeaway from the the uh, existing home sales report from the NAR is it's if you want to you can find whatever you want in it but to me it's kind of a mixed bag so it's hard to say it's definitive proof one way or the other I mean is is, is housing slowing yeah 100 percent and that's a good thing remember that that's what we want when you have an overheated housing market the way to solve it is you actually want things to cool off and so the housing market is cooling that's good that's a good thing don't believe the reports that are telling you this is bad. This is the, what happens before the crash. <laughs> now, there is one category. If you want to know what's happening with the overall economy, there is a very important category to look at, and that is jobless claims. It, it, it's a good category because it'll let you know what's happening in the labor market. And initial jobless claims were up unexpectedly for the week. They were supposed to drop to about 200,000. That was the projection from economists, but they actually increased by 21,000 to 218,000. That's still a crazy low number. From historical standards, that's a very low number. But the thing is, is if we start seeing these increases and all of a sudden we're at 300,000, 400,000, five, and all of a sudden we're at a million, now we can say, okay, something's happening in the economy. But we're still down, but this week was unexpected. But here's what's funny is so we have initial jobless claims, which are for the week ending May the 14th. Continuing claims are for the week ending May the 7th. And they fell. And they fell more than expected. So we have jobless claims increasing when there's supposed to be a drop. We have continuing claims falling more than expected. And not only that, they fell to an over 50-year low. That's a good sign. That's good for the economy. The advanced number for seasonally adjusted insured unemployment was 1.317 million, a 25,000 claim drop from the previous week and is now the lowest level for insured employment or unemployment, excuse me, since December 27th, 1969. So it's been a little while, a little while, 53 years. No big deal. Uh, and like I said, economists had projected that number to drop, but smaller to only 1.32 million. And which state do you think led the jump in initial claims? I know you're thinking California. California was helping, but the state that led the way was actually Kentucky. They saw initial claims jump 6,700. What happened in Kentucky? Jumped 6,700. California was number two with an increase of 3,300. And Pennsylvania was up 2,100. So interesting data as we close out the week. So we got jobless claims fall or increasing. Economists thought that they were going to fall. But then we had this great report, the same report, data for continuing claims 
falling to a 53-year low. <laughs> so kind of a mixed bag. And then we have the National Association of Realtors existing home sales report, also a mixed bag because you got some regions that are seeing a jump for the month, other regions falling, prices are up, inventory's up, first-time home buyers are down, all cash sales are down. So it's just, it's a very mixed report. It's a very confusing end to the week, which makes sense because that's kind of where we are with the economy. Some people say, some people say, ah, oh, it's not a problem. Other people are terrified. They're stocking up on food, thinking the apocalypse is upon us. So just another week looking at economic data. That's how we roll. All right, you guys enjoy your Friday and enjoy your weekend. Enjoy it. Summer's just, it feels like it's summer here in Southeastern North Carolina. It's, it was 90 degrees yesterday. I think it's going to be like 95 today. So it, it, it feels like summer here in Southeastern North Carolina. So if summer is not already where you are, uh, don't worry. It is just around the corner. You guys enjoy your weekend. We'll see you back here Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.